Hello and welcome to episode one of Digital 2018 Live. This is Neil Wilkins and I am going to be taking you through 12 different modules, 12 different podcasts that will allow you to develop and create a digital marketing strategy look at all the various tools and opportunities and media channels available in digital to help you to grow your business, build your following, create awareness and essentially communicate more effectively with your customers. And the fourth element of this wonderful series will be looking at continuous improvement. How do you actually learn from all of the outputs and the outcomes of things that you do digitally? This is episode one, and in episode one of four, and we'll be looking at the four building modules, planning, optimising, delivery and improvement. Episode one is the starting point in the planning phase. And in the planning phase, we see that as basically taking sort of three different um, elements and putting them together. We'll be looking at creating a mission, and that's what we're going to be doing in this particular podcast. We'll be looking also at some of the trends in 2018, things to watch out for, things to avoid, things to wrap up into your strategy as opportunities and then we'll look at the digital marketing strategy process itself creating a really effective plan that will not only deliver value here today great return on investment but will actually set up your digital marketing so you see benefit you see growth and you see opportunity that you can really optimise in the coming years. So we'll be creating a plan that sets you on, an, on the correct course with your digital marketing to deliver great value to your organisation. So let's start with this whole subject of, of mission and creating, you know, the correct intention, the right kind of um, sort of you know, directional path for your digital marketing activity. Um, when, when you look at this and when you talk to lots of digital marketers, and, and certainly I, I've found this certainly over the years, is that people just desperately want to jump straight into the doing. Um, as we'll see as we go through this podcast series, the doing starts in episode seven of the 12 episodes. So we've got six different steps that we need to take before we even start to consider which social networks, how our website might be structured, whether we're going to be using email, whether we should be blogging, all of those kind of actions and deliverable tactical things. That's way, way down the process. That's in the second half of the process. First half of the process is all about filtering, prioritising, and basically aligning everything that you're going to do correctly so that when you do start on that journey of delivery and you do start to you know, start creating some outputs and start to communicating and um, engaging with your customers, that you're doing the right things at the right time for the right people in the right places. You can't do that, obviously, without taking some time out to think about what are those right things to do. And so when we start the whole planning exercise, we need to start with the concept of creating a mission. Now, what do I mean by mission? Um, well, often the mission is the kind of the, um, I guess you could call it the, the, the action um, orientation around your vision. So the vision is kind of how is your world going to look as an organisation in the future? Um, it's often sort of wrapped up into a statement uh, which may contain sort of two or three sentences as to kind of the world that you're aspiring to, the world that you're dreaming for. Now, I'm not going to necessarily focus on that right now, but what we're looking at is kind of the mission that sits underneath it. In other words, as an organisation, as a brand, as a, as a group of people, as a company, what 
what is our mission here? What is our intention? What is the essence of why we're doing what we're doing? Now, you might sort of think, well, that's kind of really high level. Shouldn't we just be getting on with our tweeting and our blogging? But of course, if you stop and think about it, once you've set your mission, that sets an intention. It sets a tone of voice and it sets a style that helps you then to really fine tune what is going to be most relevant in the tactical activity that you do. If you don't set that intention at the outset, if you don't get it very clear, and particularly, of course, this is relevant if you're talking about um, not just doing this yourself, but doing it as part of a team. Uh, Maybe you're sort of commissioning a third party like an agency or some freelancers to kind of do this with you um, to scale up your resources. Of course, everybody has to be singing the same song. Everybody has to be pointing in the right direction. So one of the key things about setting this whole kind of mission is it's the collective intention for what you're intending to do. And collective intention is such an important criteria at the start of this whole journey, because without that, everybody can be going off in different directions. And of course, if it feels a bit chaotic to you, what's that going to look like to the customer or the new prospect that you're trying to engage with? Of course, it's going to look even worse and they won't understand what it is you're trying to get them to do. They won't understand the messages that you're putting out there. And there'll be a real inconsistency of your digital activity. And that probably doesn't do you justice. You might have some great products and services. You might be a well-established brand. You might be a new brand with some really exciting things to share. But if you don't have a clear mission and that consistency, then you're really going to be up against it. And you're really going to be sort of battling hard to try and, you know, sort of get clarity of message and focus. So what do we mean by this kind of first stage? Well, Well, having a mission starts to kind of evolve and sort of take shape when you really understand the importance of not just focusing on the tip of the iceberg. And what I mean by that is for most organisations, the tip of the iceberg, the stuff above the water that everybody can see are the things like the website. They're things like social media, the campaigns, the events, the product launches, all of those very, very publicly accessible things that people see and expect from digital marketing. Now, that really is the tip of the iceberg. Having a very clear vision and having a very clear mission as to you know how you're going to be delivering all of these things is very much you know the, the bulk or the two thirds of the um, the sort of the weight if you like underneath the water as part of this iceberg, um, and that will include the three key steps over and above delivery of stuff. The three key steps of the four that we're going to be covering in this series, and those of course include the planning of which you know this session is part, optimizing in other words really filtering down and prioritizing what it is you're going to do and for whom and when, and getting your content strategy right, and of course then the improvement. How are you going to measure what you're doing? What are you going to do as a result of knowing what what the outputs are and the kind of the outcomes and the results of what you measure. So all of these things get kind of wrapped up into this lovely thing that we call mission. You know, this statement of intention. What is your intention for doing this digital marketing activity? And so this is the very, very first step. So before you even start creating a digital plan, before you start putting your action plan together as to kind of how you're going to do all this stuff, it is all about taking a little bit of time out and just thinking strategically. And by strategic, I mean kind of where are the benefits of what we're going to do in the longer term? So three to five years out, depending on your industry. You know, if you're in a fast-moving industry, strategic is around three years out. If you're in a slow-moving 
quite kind of sort of traditional kind of industry, then maybe kind of five years is that strategic window that you have as an opportunity here. So let's kind of say maybe use three years because a lot of industries now are moving very, very quickly. So kind of where are you trying to get to? What is your intention for three years out? That's really, really what we're looking at here. Now, organisations who don't do this kind of activity, so they don't set out on these four building blocks of effective digital marketing, the planning, the optimising, the um, delivery, then that comes after that, and then the improvement. So they don't do all four things. They just jump into the doing, the delivery. And a lot of those organisations, in, in essence, really just start to blindly follow where the crowd is. They're blindly following the next technology that comes alive. Um, they, they don't really consider strategically where they should be playing. They don't really think about their audience. They don't really think about anybody else actually than themselves. So they start talking about themselves solely. They start trying to sell product and service online. And of course, as you probably are aware, you know, when was the last time you wanted to be sold to? Uh, it was probably a long, long time ago. They miss the point that actually effective digital marketing activity is all about giving people reasons to engage on their terms at a time and a place and through channels that are relevant to them. So it's not about you or me anymore. It's about the customer. It's about giving them choice. It's about giving them flexibility. It's about being really authentic. And it's about positioning your brand and your products and services in such a way that it is highly relevant, way, way more relevant than your competitors. So let's not get caught up in all of that kind of latest media hype as to, you know, who's using the latest technology and, hey, look at our brand, it's bigger and better than yours. Um, nobody's listening. Nobody cares. That's very much last year's marketing. So the way that we market in 2018, and this is likely to be the case for, for the next few years, is that we start by focusing on outcomes. So what do I mean by that? Well, this is not necessarily just your outcomes, but it's very much the outcomes from the customer's perspective. So what we mean by that is, you know, back in the old days, certainly when I started in marketing many, many decades ago, it was all about, you know, understanding your features and then selling the benefits. That is no longer going to stand the test of time. What we're looking to do now is to sell the outcomes from those benefits. In other words, if you buy my product and service, how is my world going to make your world different? How is engaging with me going to give you greater value so that your world improves? What is the outcome of getting into a relationship with me and my brand and my business? And that's what you've got to start thinking about for your customers. How are you going to give them great outcomes? So I often start this whole process thinking about mission by saying, well, look, it's not about your products and services because people don't care about those. Um, what they're looking is kind of what's in it for me. So one of those sort of rhetorical questions that I often ask people when I'm either consulting or training them is, you know, could you provide value to the people you want to communicate and engage with and you'd like as customers on a sustainable long-term basis, could you communicate with them great value and great outcomes without talking about your products and services? I mean, it's a big fundamental question. This is the thing that really scores the brands and people who are making huge, huge gains and huge success in this whole digital marketing field are the ones who are giving great 
value outcomes. They're not selling product and service. That, that comes when you've got the relationship. You know, that's just the natural default setting when you've actually got into an intimate relationship professionally. Your target, your task is to be focusing on what kind of high value outcomes you're looking to give to your customers as a result of their relationship with you. And this is all about focusing on professional intimacy. And I love that word intimacy. You know, intimate relationships. You think about any intimate relationships that you have, either with your partner, your wife, um, your family members, your very, very best friends. You, you think about those intimate relationships. It's because you know them and they know you. They trust you, you trust them. And that's professionally what we're trying to establish here. And if we can make sure that we're aligning our products and services and our marketing activity, particularly online, where it is very, very public and very visible, if we can align those things in such a way that they really resonate with these outcomes that we're trying to give, this great value that we're trying to give, then we start to foster a very, very intimate relationship with these customers get to that level and then what we're doing is we're we're stimulating loyalty because you know the sales will come as a result of um you know, those kind of professional intimate relationships uh, and once they do and once we've got that level of kind of engagement that level of, of kind of loyalty if you like then these individuals become advocates Advocates are where these individuals start to talk to their peer networks, their colleagues, their family, their friends about the great experience that you're giving. So it isn't just about the great products and services you've got, but it's about the great outcomes that these people are getting from engaging with you. So this is your starting point. Put aside your products, put aside your services, and I know your business is going to want to be you know, pushing those things, but that can come later in the process. Part of setting your mission is figuring out what value you're going to add, what kind of intimate relationships you want, and how is that going to actually look in the short term, in the medium term, and in the long term? And how are you going to stimulate advocacy? In other words, how are you going to become very easy to share? How are you going to become very easy to be advocating? Because if you can be providing content and information through your digital activity that allows people to really, you know, kind of share with ease and they, they, you know, they're kind of almost driven and inspired to be talking about you and sharing the stuff that you do, that's when you are creating advocates. And advocates are going to probably give you 10 to 20 to maybe even 30 times the value of you placing maybe a paid advert because this is coming as a recommendation. And so part of your vision, part of your mission is thinking about how can I stimulate advocates? Now, when we start to talk about, you know, this whole kind of value added thing, of course, the flip side is that you want to get value too. And most of the business value that you're going to get is from increasing the number of customers that you have and increasing the sales that those customers actually give you. So it's a very simple equation. Business value equals customers plus sales. Now, of course, when you think about this, not all customers are the same and not all sales are the same. So in an ideal world, one of your starting points, even before you start to create your digital plan, is to be thinking about, OK, so who are my most profitable customers? Because you probably don't have unlimited time, you probably don't have unlimited resource. So part of what you're going to have to do is to be thinking about who are my most reachable customers and who are my most profitable customers? And of course, if you can identify the ones that are both reachable and profitable, Profitable, then they're your high priority, most profitable ones to be focusing on. 
And what we do is then, having focused on them, is we then start to really define them. And we call this creating a persona. And we'll look at that in a, a future podcast. But if we just assume that we have this really um, sort of very clear view of this particular customer and that we've got a very clear profile of them, then what we do is we take them through a journey. And the journey comes in three phases. And um, surprise, surprise, we're going to have a podcast on that one too, the whole customer journey piece. But for now, we just need to remember that the journey comes in three phases, creating awareness, converting that awareness into a customer and then retaining that customer to give us long-term customer value. And we call that customer lifetime value and we'll again explore that in a, in a future session. So by doing that, by creating this kind of root map of experience, that is yet another way of developing this intimate relationship professionally with this particular customer type. Now, of course, when we've plotted out the journey we're going to take them on, then it gives us a filter into which we can put all of these digital tools that are at our disposal. So we might have our website, for example, and we put that into this customer journey in a particular place and it's there to perform a particular function. We might have a particular social network. Let's just randomly select Instagram, for example. Instagram we then put into this customer journey at a particular point in this customer's journey. So it could be at the awareness phase. We're going to use Instagram to create some awareness and get more customers engaged and start to sort of tell them a story. Or it could be that we use Instagram much later in the customer's journey after they've purchased to keep them sweet, keep drip feeding them content and information that encourages them both to come back and engage again, but also potentially to become advocates for us. So we have choices we can make if we follow this process of planning. So not just be using these tools for their own sake, um, because probably unless you're going to be the next Mark Zuckerberg, these tools are not the end game in themselves. They are just tools for you to help foster these great intimate relationships with your customers. And so that really is kind of one of the, the real sort of keys really to getting this whole thing right. So our mission is all about creating those intimate relationships, kind of can we define what we mean by an intimate relationship. It's also about focusing on the outcomes and this whole idea about advocacy. How is advocacy going to look and feel to us as an organisation? When will we know that we've got advocates? I mean, just as an example of a, a really sort of you know effective advocate would be, you know, an influencer in a key market sector that you're looking to target you know if there's a high profile personality a particular individual in a particular market sector because um, either they're a very influential person online they might be somebody in the media they just might be somebody who's just very very well thought of if you can create advocacy and as part of your mission you're looking to attract that kind of person into the fold and build an intimate relationship with them that's the kind of thing we're talking about here it's having a strategic view and pinpoint accuracy targeting individuals, targeting certain personalities, targeting certain definitions of a particular type of customer that is going to be the most profitable, the most valuable to you to help you achieve your end game, which is this whole thing about this equation, business value equals customer plus sales. So these are some of the building blocks that we really need to be thinking about. And once we start on this journey of stopping, pausing, thinking about where should we be prioritising and where should we be focusing, what we do is we start to turn this whole piece from chaos into clarity because we start saying no. Throughout this whole series, what we're going to be hearing about is this opportunity to say no. 
In other words, not just assuming that we need to be doing it because our competitor down the road is doing it. Not just doing it because there's a lot of noise in the media that says, hey, you know, we should be tweeting or hey, we should be on Snapchat. It's doing it for a particular strategic reason because it's the right thing to be doing. So it allows us to say no, but it allows us to get the confidence we're doing the right things. So if it helps us in our decisions to make you know, more professionally intimate relationships, then great, let's do it. If it helps us to create advocates for the kinds of things that we're doing, great, let's do it. But if it's not adding value to those two things and it's not helping with this equation of, you know, the right profitable customers and encouraging sales by giving them reasons to buy, then it's not actually doing it for us. So it allows us then to use this whole kind of planning process really as a, as a filter in many ways. And also what it does, it reminds us to be thinking about customers down to the level of an individual relationship. That's why I often start with this whole thing and this whole kind of question about who would you like as a key influencer? Who would you like as a key advocate? Can you define them? Can you find them? Could you engage with them? And how are you going to do that? Because by focusing on these key individuals, it reminds us as digital marketers that we're not looking at mass market, you know, generic, broad brush, scattergun kind of marketing. This is all about pinpoint accuracy. The most effective digital marketing activity and social networking that you can do is where the person you're engaging with thinks that you're communicating directly to them and them alone. So this whole idea of you know creating professional intimacy is where they perceive that, oh my goodness, this organisation, they really understand me, they've really listened to me, they've understood my needs and now they're communicating to me at a time and a place in a style and through a medium that really works for me. So this whole professional intimacy piece comes with the caveat that you're going to have to listen. I find that when I talk to digital marketers, a lot of them think it's all about publishing. Digital marketing is all about getting your name out there, it's creating awareness, creating lots of noise. What I find in reality is that the people who are making the best gains here are the ones who are taking the time to listen. So I always say, imagine digital marketing and social media as being 50% listening, 50% publishing. Now you might find, depending on where you are in this process, that it's a slightly different sort of balance to that and maybe it's a little bit more in either direction. But I think as long as you can remember that there is this huge value to listening, then you're going to be well on your way to creating at least the start of a, a really clear mission, this statement of intent. And of course, as part of this, what we're trying to do is constantly be thinking about these customer types as potential advocates. And in many ways, if you're attracting certain customers and you're not feeling that they have the potential to be advocates, then I would question whether they are actually profitable customers. Because I think the definition of profitable customer has changed over the last 12 to 24 months. It's changed from being just somebody who makes us a lot of money to being, well, somebody who makes us some good, good amount of money, but also we can see we're going to get a good long-term value from. So this whole word advocate should be something that, you know, keeps you awake at night. When you get into work on Monday morning and you start to think about, okay, what is my task for this week? One of the key things you need to be remembering is I've got to be working with and engaging with and attracting and keeping close to my advocates. It's absolutely a key thing that is at the heart of effective digital marketing. 
So this is the end of the very first of our uh, series of 12 podcasts. This is part of the planning stage. This is the, um, the part of this planning stage, the very, very first part of the planning stage. And in session two, we'll be looking to um, explore some of the trends that we've seen over the last sort of few months and that will take us into 2018 with a lot of confidence that we're doing the right things. So thank you for joining me. Um, you just simply have to uh, search Neil Wilkins podcast on iTunes to be able to subscribe to this series, which I hope is going to help you with all the building blocks that you need to the most effective marketing and digital activity that you could possibly be doing. So thank you very much for listening and I look forward to talking to you and seeing you again on the very next episode.